What comes to mind when you think about life? Your life? The lives of those you love? Would you be willing to save a loved one's life? Of course. But have you ever stopped and thought about saving the lives of others? Welcome to Let's Talk About Life, a weekly podcast brought to you by LifeBank, the organ, eye, and tissue recovery agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but when it is broken down, it is really all about life. So spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life. The mission of LifeBang requires us to be present with families during their darkest moments of their lives. The role of the family support liaison at LifeBank is to be present with these families and offer them the opportunity for their loved one to save and heal others through donation and to leave a legacy of life. I'm sure you can imagine it's not an easy task at all. Hi, thanks for tuning in to Episode 8 of Let's Talk About Life. I'm your host, Colleen Gerber, two-time kidney recipient and proud LifeBank staff member. March is Social Workers Month, where we acknowledge the hard work and dedication to those in this dynamic field. We are talking today with Diane Horn, Family Services Manager for LifeBank, and Andrea Quinn, who is really on the front line. She is a family support liaison, one of the men and women who work directly with these families in in crisis. And Andrea really is an expert in compassion and tragedy. Diane, let's start with you. You know, we mentioned our family support people have a background in social work and or human services. Can you tell me, is there other specialized training for our family support liaisons? Sure, Colleen. Our team is compromised of highly trained individuals from various backgrounds. Many of them are, in fact, licensed social workers. Some are from psychology, sociology, and recently added someone with a background in divinity. So in addition to their professional background, their, their degrees and their training that they received coming prior to coming to LifeBank, we then provide um, trauma-informed care, crisis intervention, de-escalation, try to give them as many skills and tools in their toolbox that they can have for when they're on site ready to meet with a family. When there is a potential organ donor and LifeBank gets that call, where in the process of that whole donation does our family support liaison fit in? You know, initially a call will come in that um, from our hospitals, our partner hospitals, that there is a potential candidate for organ donation. And that call comes in, it's screened, our clinical team will do an assessment. And once it's determined that this is a potential candidate for organ donation, we then start to work very closely with our hospital partners, physicians, bedside nurses, to determine when might be the appropriate time to have a discussion with the family. We, of course, are involved at end of life. We are not involved before then. But once it's been determined by the hospital and the medical care team that we are in an end-of-life situation, and that has been discussed with the family, you start to hear words like palliative care, hospice care. Certainly that is a very appropriate time then for donation to come up. That's when our team will go on site collaborate with the hospital team and come up an appropriate time and place to meet with that family and offer them the opportunity for donation and have that initiate that discussion. Diane, what is the next step in the process and how is the family support liaison involved in that? 
So once it's been established that this will be a donation case, FSL will sit with the family and start to explain what they can expect over the course of the next several hours, over the course of the next day. There is some paperwork that needs to be completed and some history that has to be taken about the potential donor. We do this with the family at their convenience at the hospital, and we start to get them ready for when it will be time for the recovery to take place. The family support will stay with that family. We'll keep them updated if they choose to leave the hospital, call them. If they stay at the hospital, we'll support them. And then, of course, we are with them when it is time for the recovery to take place. Once the family has left the hospital, the family support liaison will be their main point of contact to give them an outcome call, let them know that recovery is complete, answer any questions they may have, and then we circle back around with an outcome letter, usually within two to four weeks after that, explaining in a little more detail about the process. Families know at any time they can call us. We are 24-7. We have staff available to them 24-7. So even if a family is not on site at a hospital, we can talk to them. They know they can call in, and one of the staff will be happy to talk to them, go over things. And just to clarify, these are organ donor cases. This is the scenario we're talking about for organ donation. Organ donors can certainly be tissue and eye donors, and that's all wrapped up into this approach with the family. But many, many people that aren't eligible to be organ donors can, in fact, go on to be tissue and eye donors. So we know these are highly emotional situations. How are we prepared for that emotional situation? How is our staff trained for that? You know, a lot of it is experience. Certainly, this is a job, and really um, more than a job, right? I think the calling for our staff you know, experience and knowledge and wisdom, in addition to the training we just talked about, helps that staff, that FSL, to determine what approach to use with a family. Understanding what they're seeing and what might work best to connect with that family. Response to grief and traumatic incidents or accidents that happen can vary. Um, there's cultural influence, there's socioeconomic influences. I mean, people respond in many different ways to what is a horrible situation. Our team is trained, and they know. They know how to respond. They know what to see, what are the cues that they're seeing from this family. It all comes from experience and knowledge and wisdom, and um, our staff definitely has that. Andrea, you are, as I mentioned, right there. You're on the front line. You walk into these situations with these families. How do you explain to somebody that can't even imagine walking into somebody who's just been told your loved one has passed. I am the person who recognizes pain, an empath. Um, it is devastating to see what we see um, as human beings. We Not only are we seeing the trauma that has happened to this this human in this bed, we are seeing the trauma that it has caused the humans standing alongside the bed sadness, the pain, the fear, the question marks, those are real big at that moment. You know, we have to go where they are, allow them to be where they are, and then help them walk to the next place that they need to go. So we need to meet them where they're at that in their is, process. You know, of all the things that I've learned in my career and my education, 
that is the very most important piece. Where where is that family? So I make it a practice to meet each person when I walk in that room. I look at them, I ask them their name, I ask them for their relationship, and I give my condolences that we are even there to have to have that conversation. Once, once we've connected in that way, it is important for me that humanity comes from me. I need them to know that I understand. And so I think that when Diane talks about, you know, the educational pieces, where we've come from, I think LifeBank has done a really good job of finding the people that have that kind of spirit. I learn I learned from what the incredible courage, incredible courage of these families to consider someone else at such a moment. And, and they see it and they understand it and they go, wow. When we have these struggles with some families who are like, oh, no way. Well, you know what? This was his or her decision. This is what they want. And this day will never feel good for you. Never. The only thing that we can do is for another day. When you get that letter, you hear about whose lives were saved because of your loved one. That's the day we do this for, not this day. So let's kind of ease back into that conversation with what do you feel donation offers donor families? The human condition is precarious. We can do all things right, good, and decent, and yet guess what? We're all going to die. That is what's going to happen. And I, th- I think that what we have done through organ donation is taken a little back. Our loved one's gone. We can't fix that. Um, but boy, what about someone else's loved one? When we do organ donation, that's what we do. We put that spirit back out into that world through another person who gets to you know live, go to the beach, work, whatever. Um, and so those are the kinds of conversations I have with families. It's the, the worst and the best of what we as human beings have. Diane, how do you feel organized tissue donation helps these families in their moments of grief? I think we would all agree we can offer a legacy for this family. You know, we often talk about how a family may walk out of a hospital after a death Um, with their sorrow and their sadness, but they may walk out of it with a little bright light that this donation, and as Andrea just beautifully explained, you know, the impact, the chance for a life. So I think it's a a beautiful legacy about their loved one. And we know, we know from meeting hundreds of families, both on donor and recipient sides, what that means to them and the solace and the comfort that it will bring them to know that and something for them to hold on to. We know that. That's why we do what we do so passionately for donor families. It is something huge. What we ask is big. What they're giving is even bigger. um, And it will directly impact them in a positive way for the rest of their life. Kind of off of the top of your head, what does your staff and their role in the donation process, what does that bring to you every day? I think there's 12 staff that approach families and work directly on that front line, families. I will tell you without a doubt, I know them all well. For them, it's a privilege. It is a privilege and an honor, and I hear it in their voices every single day, every single situation. 
that is immensely satisfying to me to be able to support them through some pretty dark, you know, hours. It's high emotions. It's sadness at its highest level. It's tragedy at its highest level. But to know that they still maintain that, that that is a privilege for them to be there that day with that family is for me to support that and to support them to allow that to happen is pretty unbelievable. And I myself feel extremely privileged to be able to do that. Can I speak to that for a moment? Oh, sure. Because I will tell you, her role and LifeBank's role as a supporting agency of us, um, it is imperative for what we do that we have the good support of the system here. The staff here. Yes. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. Thank you, ladies, for being here today with us. I am sure we could talk much, much longer about what you do and your contribution to the gift of life. You're all heroes, all heroes to us. As a recipient and as a a fellow LifeBank staff member, I thank you for all that you do. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life, the podcast that is changing lives. Organ, eye, and tissue donation is truly all about life. Life given, life received, and lives saved and healed. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at info at lifebank.org or visit lifebank.org for more information. If you are already a registered donor, we thank you. If you are not, take a few minutes to do something heroic and register to be an organ donor by saying yes at the BMV or online at lifebank.org. Literally, someone's life is depending on it. Donate life.